everyone, and welcome on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all of your picks, parlays, plays, and analysis around the beautiful game. And after a very long, very ugly Premier League season for us, Taylor, we are making it all back in the Euros, aren't we? I know I'm something like 8-1-2, and two, maybe 9-1-2 and two after today's games. You've got a ridiculous record too, don't you? Yeah, so unlike the Tottenham manager fiasco, we have both had a great week in the betting department. Uh, you with that great record. I'm 13-8, and eight, Tom, through a week of the Euros. Uh, I love that record. And when I tell you the unit situation, you're going to freak out. Plus 15 0.4 units for the Euro week because of a couple of massive hits. Uh, most of that, let's be honest, let's just put this out there in the open. Most of that is because of a Finland 10 to one hit that, as you said to me, you know, who knows what happens other than our thoughts are with Christian Eriksen as he, you know, one of the scariest moments you'll see in sports survived, thankfully, but had to be uh, revived back and they decided to resume the game controversially. So either way um, I did, you know, lucky for me, but obviously not important considering the situation. I did get the 10 to one Finland win there. And that's a huge part of my, my unit situation. I also had a Yarmolenko. Go ahead. You you, you can't handicap something like that, but when it happens in your, when it happens, all you can do is say, well, you know, I'm glad I got the ticket, but like you said, it is more important. And we are really, really thankful that Christian Erickson appears to be okay and appears to be recovering. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where it's like, I have to say it because it's such a big part of my betting story, you know, this week, but it's obviously, as you say, second fiddle uh, to what happened there. Uh, I've also had some really nice live luck uh, this week, Tom. I had a Yarmolenko live anytime scorer play in that crazy open Netherlands-Ukraine game that the Dutch won 3-2. I got a Yarmo for plus 675 anytime. So that was when the Netherlands was up 2-0. He scores and I hit that 675. Uh, and we're recording here on this Thursday, another huge hit, Ukraine, Belgium, Netherlands. Parlayed them all together. Nice three-teamer there hit uh, as well. So um, it's been a nice did, week, man. My friend did the same thing. I had uh, two spread plays today. I had the Netherlands and I had one of the other ones. They both cashed, but I had I, I had both of the games that you mentioned. I'm sorry. my uh, for, for our listeners out there, I'm going through a, a bit of a cold right now. It is not the Rona fortunately, but my head is a little bit in a fog. That being said, I'm up around something like 10 units bit, but oh man, it's going to come crashing down with a couple of my futures plays because I was heavily invested in Turkey being a competent team. They have not, we both missed on that bad. Totally. Totally. Yeah. We, so let's, we gave the good, that is an embarrassment for both of us. Uh, You know, we were aligned on a lot of our group stage stuff, not as aligned at all in the knockout stuff. So we'll get to that when the knockout round starts uh, next Saturday. So we still have a lot of group stage stuff before that. But Turkey, oh, my God. Uh, Jeff Parles, of course, part of the Book at Sports Network, uh, telling me he thinks they're the second worst team he's seen just off the eye test in the tournament so far after, uh, I I assume, Macedonia, North Macedonia, he probably had as the worst. Uh, Would you agree with that assessment or is that a little extreme? We haven't seen Scotland's second game yet, but Scotland's going to be up there is pretty terrible. They they have not been good, and this England game is going to be just as ugly tomorrow, but we won't be able to really handicap that because by the time you're listening to this, that game will probably already have happened. If on the off chance you managed to listen to this before any of that, uh, I am hammering Sweden tomorrow. They're minus 120 on DraftKings right now. Absolutely love that one. But while I've completely missed on Turkey, I think we can throw any Denmark stuff out the window. That, that was all things happened and things are different because of that. But 
Um, other than I will that, say, Tom, that that just really quick on Denmark. I, you know, that's another one where I have to pat myself on the back, and you know, whether I got it right or not. I mean, I'm ultimately maybe so. I had Denmark a complete fade, uh, five to one for them to finish last, which looks very much in play right now. Totally, you can you know you can say I'm that. I'm not entirely really. sure you didn't poison Christian Eriksen at this point. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> like the motives are coming out now. I, I'm concerned. Ooh, yeah, it's it is honestly insane. Like I was talking with a bunch of people who were high in Denmark. I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't like this team, and then all this stuff happens, and I'm like, it's like you know fading back into the hedges, Simpsons meme, right? Yeah, I, I think obviously it's impossible to tell, but I think that you were incorrect on your initial assessment. And uh, granted, I, I was more or less there with you, but I think this team could have been better. I think this team definitely moves on if all of that with Christian Erickson doesn't happen. Well, they played well in the first half. Uh, again, we're recording on a Thursday today against Belgium. I thought they showed a lot of life in that game. It's just they, Belgium they really ultimately. Did. Once De Bruyne, once De Bruyne figured out the De Bruyne stuff, it's not well, much. De Bruyne didn't that. come on until halftime, so that exactly. was the market so, yeah, difference. Yeah. Once he came, yeah. once he literally played, <laughs> it was it was a stark contrast. And let me tell you, that team is going to be scary because I was I was a little concerned after their first game, not overly concerned, but I was like, ah, this team doesn't look all that sharp. And then that first half really had you going because they were down one nil after that early early goal. But there was a lot of emotion in that game, obviously. And then the second half, De Bruyne comes on, and all of a sudden, Lukaku's able to play where he wants to play. De Bruyne is getting the perfect passes in, and everything's looking fantastic. Now that team looks like the best team in the world to me. I'm not saying they are the best wow. team, but they have the – I'm saying that because they have the FIFA number one spot right now. And now they look like they're living up to it. That half of football looked like it. That being said, my initial futures pick for this tournament has also looked fantastic, and that is Italy. They've been a buzzsaw, man. And I also took Giro Immobile's top goal scorer for 20 to one. Oh, he wow. Those have been sits, Yeah. He currently sits up there in the driver's seat. He's got two goals and assist already. That's fantastic because I was actually going to bring up um, whether or not he's even worth it right now at nine to one. You got him at 20 to one pre-tournament, which yep. is fascinating. This Italian team. So this is the thing with Belgium is I, the way that my bracket, and I think we have the same matchup on this left side of the bracket where Belgium ends up playing Italy in the quarterfinal, that's a game that I, I do like Italy. You know, I mean, I, we've seen a lot of positives from both of those teams. So that's the problem with Belgium, right? Like, e even if they're one of the three or four best teams in this tournament, that Italian team, I think, could beat them and I think will beat them. Um, and it's, I, I just think Italy is more complete. Like, this across the pitch, what Jorginho is doing on this team, the Sassuolo boys, uh, you know, the, the, the assist makers there, My, um, as you mentioned, Immobile scoring, like they just have a lot of pieces that I, you know, I'll admit, I don't follow enough Serie A. This is just me putting that out there in the open. And clearly I'm getting a little bit exposed because some of these guys are really good. My, my concern is the uh, Chiellini injury. Yeah. He and Benucci have been phenomenal in that back and that back pairing. They obviously didn't miss him in their past game, but it bears watching because if he's out a while, that is that 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 is highly valuable. Missing your captain back there, even if he is very old and slow at this point, with, with, with age comes wisdom. And he and Benucci have that in spades as Peru just blasted one from about two yards out over the crossbar and off out of the stadium, like two yards out off the corner kick, and it left the stadium. I, <laughs> that that was he could have just tapped it. But back to what I was saying. While Chiellini's injury bears a lot of watching here, they have yet to get their guy back because 
Kevin De Bruyne came back today for Belgium. And that was the first time we saw them playing with him. Marco Verratti isn't in this Italian team yet. And they've already looked that good without him. Once he comes back, I mean, that that's going to be a whole nother layer to this Italian attack. And I'm really excited to see that. I, I feel very confident in that team. I am very upset with myself that I did not get them at 10 to one, but I got them at eight to one and I have to be happy with that. So Verratti has to play, but is there, this feels a little bit like the Reggie Miller tweet the other day of like, do you sit, uh, was it, was it Joel Embiid or whatever? I can't remember what yeah, that do you, was. No, do you sit yeah, Kyrie yeah. and Durant? Yeah. So I was just going to say like <clears throat> this, like, who do you take out? I guess, do you take Barella out? I'm just looking through Italy's like lineups that they put in this team, like ev- across the field, all these dudes have impressed. Locatelli has been incredible. Uh, as I mentioned, Jorginho has been awesome. The front three have been really good. I guess maybe Barella is the guy you take out, but it's almost to a point where like they figured out this perfect 11 and, I'm not saying there isn't space for him, but it's kind of, it's a little complicated. I don't know. I think it's a good problem to have. If you have too much talent on your team right now and you're trying to fit it all together, I think they'll be able to find a way. I'm not concerned about that. They'll they'll find they'll find exactly what works. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what about by the way? Just we'll move on from Italy in a second. Locatelli. So you have Immobile twenty to one because I was looking through some Golden Boot futures and many of them had to do with the Italian national team. Uh, Locatelli twenty-seven to one DraftKings right now. Um, do you think the the scoring will continue to go through him uh, occasionally? I know he had both in one game, right? He had both in the yeah. Was in the he, he, game? He, yeah. He, Immobile put one in in each game, and he really should have had two in the first game. The own goal was a pass that was going directly to him and just hit the defender instead. If that defender's not there, that's an Immobile goal. Yeah, and he had the assist on the first goal. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I just wanted to work through that. Uh, I did have another Italian note uh, somewhere. Is there is there an Italian future that makes sense at this point, or now the odds? I mean, you might as well if you didn't do anything pre-tournament. I guess it's not. Um, you missed the boat. The values. You gone. missed it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on, though. By the way, just a couple of quick trends that we've seen so far, and we're recording this kind of at like right about halfway through the group stage we've seen a a lot of teams play we've seen everyone play at least once we've seen a lot of teams play twice some teams we've only seen play once so far it's been the second half scoring show 21 of 28 goals after the that first round of group stage games in the second half so just a note for our listeners i haven't really been able to profit off that much i took a couple live moves a a couple live overs that i did actually that's not true i did take some live overs but um i don't know you're gonna keep doing that or I'm going to keep doing that. It's been an over tournament as well, but that second half has really been a great spot, especially to buy out one of my, one of my few losses. I took Turkey in a game and then I bought out at halftime and managed to save myself uh, any losses there simply because I just recognized that they were terrible and decided to pull the cord. So similar. So I had, I mentioned the Yarmolenko plus uh, 675 live anytime score in the Netherlands, uh, Ukraine game. Before that I had Yarmolenko first time goal scorer at like, 13 to one or something. So I ended up that obviously didn't happen because Holland scored the first two goals. And I was like, you know what? I think Yarma is still going to score. And we're getting into that second half stuff. And sure enough, DeBoer decided to sub off two center backs for two attacking players up by two goals. So and that's always terrible. a fun time. Yeah. He's atrocious. Terrible. Well, and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, no, none of us would make a Netherlands case in the futures market or anything anyway. But even if you have anything positive to say about this Dutch team, which, you know, they've looked okay in these first two games, defensively, not so much, but. I, I, have de- been I, impressive. 
I, I have Depay on the futures market as well. He's only got the one goal right now that he scored today on the Man, penalty kick. Should have had a second. Did you see that miss though? Oh yeah. Yeah, Ooh. he should have had that second goal. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I it, hopefully he racks up a couple against North Macedonia. I don't know how much he's actually going to play. They're going to rotate that squad around. But Frank DeBoer's an idiot, so we'll see what he does with that team. They're going to get bounced in the in the round of sixteen. That's that's my opinion. I don't think they're one of the better teams in this tournament. Uh, they have a lot of talent, but it's very clear that the talent also doesn't like the head coach. And I, th- th- that team is not built to last. They- they're beating up a bad group. Just because of how my bracket is, I have them losing actually to Wales in the quarterfinals. <laughs> uh, but I, that's also a fade Germany round of 16 move, which I don't know where you're at on Germany after that France game. They, I thought in the second half they showed some life. Uh, this German team actually cares. They're not great. But they care, and they're they'll be able to take if they go up against the Netherlands. I I, I like them in that fixture for sure. Hmm. They're <clears throat> they're okay. I'm really curious to see them against Portugal. Yeah. Well, I don't. I also want to see how they play that game because a point if they get a point in that, they're in pretty good shape. We're you know operating under the assumption that they clobber Hungary or at least beat Hungary. You know, maybe not clobber, but at least get the three they, points. They should clobber Hungary. Like let's let's get. Well, that well they might. Well, and Tom, they might need to also. Like if they yeah. if they don't get a point against Portugal, they might need that in the goal difference department uh, to get out with just three points as the third place team. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on uh, as we get through to some of these group stage games. As we've mentioned, we're recording here on the Thursday, so we're not going to give you the Friday plays. England, Scotland. I, I guess you know just really quickly. I, I you know we've said before the tournament maybe Scotland gives them a fight, but Scotland looked dreadful without Kieran Tierney. Uh, in the first match, and uh, I'm not sure what his health status is, but even if he's back in, good for them being back in the tournament. I got lost in my Scottish roots and and happiness to see them back after 30 years, but don't think they're coming out of the group, but I don't think they're doing anything against England. Any disagreement there before we move on? Oh, how tasty would it be just for oh, the on. memes if they won that game? <laughs> I, 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 still, I still don't like England in this tournament. They've played one game. They didn't really impress me in it. Um, That's fair. Yeah, they, they, yeah, we haven't seen anything. We're not going to learn anything in the Scotland game either. Um, you know, we're not going to learn. We're not going to learn anything about them until the round of sixteen. Let's be let's be real. All right, let's move on though to the weekend stuff. We have Hungary and France. We mentioned Hungary as one of the minnows in this tournament so far. Portugal played well in that first half against them. Just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Ended up opening up the floodgates in the second half and clobbered them 3-0 to help the goal difference that could really come into play in that group. I'm looking at the spread department. This has not been a play that I've made a lot in this tournament so far. I've kind of been willing to just lay, you know, minus 150 money lines, and they've been pretty profitable for me. In this case, you're not getting a minus 150 money line because it's France, the defending World Cup champions. I'm looking at a spread number. I'm looking at minus a goal and a half, laying minus 104. Uh, Is that what you're looking at, Tom, somewhere there? I'm looking at the exact same thing. This has actually been for a tournament that's normally not this way. It's been very chalky and you can mostly rely on what you expect is going to happen to happen so far. I think that's why we've had so much luck is because I've I've been able to definitely profit overlaying some of these not absurd prices, but I'll lay a minus 140 in this tournament and feel pretty good about it. I like that one and a half play. They're going to win this game by more than two goals, even with their striking core fighting with each other. It clearly hasn't, uh, it clearly hasn't been an issue on the pitch. Even money at minus one and a half, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, I was even looking at some 
kind of, you know, four or five to one plays for them to win by a much bigger margin. But I, I think I am ultimately going to go the safer play. I've been more conservative during this tournament, which, by the way, you mentioned the chalk, Tom. The good news there, and this is kind of the same deal when we talk about things like March Madness, everyone loves upsets, but when they don't happen, you actually get better matchups later in the tournament. So I think That's we could true. have a really fun knockout bracket uh, coming up here uh, next week. Uh, moving on, Portugal and Germany also in that group. Germany, the favorites here. It's it's a three-way plus, plus, plus money line situation. Germany, last I checked, we're in the plus 130s. I think that price is absolutely out of whack. I like Portugal at two and a quarter, plus 225 to win this game. The worry, of course, is, you know, is Portugal happy with a draw here? Is Germany desperate for a draw here? Do both teams play out an ugly low-scoring draw, which is, I think, the best value also at 230 is uh, so the last number that I saw here. That would be my concern, but ultimately, Portugal is a better team, and the prices seem wrong. So I'm going Portugal plus 225. Um, this might be a stay away game for me. At the very least, I'm probably going to put a little something on Port Portugal, probably like half a unit, something like that. I want to trust my gut. Uh, my gut has told me that Portugal is a really good team and that they're better than Germany and they're going to finish second in this group. But I liked what I saw out of that Germany team against France. And I think this game is going to be an, I think this game is going to be really good. It is in Germany, but I'm with you. We have the same read. I'm just not super confident anymore in it. Yeah, fair enough. I, you know, Germany, again, a point for Germany almost like pushes them through under this assumption that they're going to beat Hungary badly. So I don't, you know, I don't know how much. I think both teams play to win this game. All right. Well, then, see, I think if both teams play to win it, I like Portugal a lot, Tom. I just, I would take the better team there at a better price. But uh, we'll move on, though. Spain and Poland. Spain, ooh, Snorfest in that nil-nil with Sweden in their first game. Keep in mind, when, when Spain won the 2010 World Cup, they had a lot of games that were similar to that until kind of the business-business end of the tournament. I think they scored only seven goals in that entire tournament when they won it all in 2010. Obviously not the same team, nowhere near as good. Sweden might have as much to do with their defending in that game as anything in that nil-nil. But either way, I, I haven't learned enough about Spain to be enthused. I currently have Turkey upsetting them in the round of 16, which I'm trying to just, you know, erase, you know, as, as fervently as I can on all of my brackets. But uh, I have been really unimpressed with Poland in this tournament as well. So uh, I'm probably not taking either side. I think Spain could win it, but the prices weren't there for me. So I'm looking at an under two and a half at an even price. I know it's you've mentioned it's been kind of an over tournament, um, but you know uh, both teams kind of underwhelming. Maybe Spain wins it by a couple of goals, but maybe it's two nil. Maybe Lewandowski screws me over and it's two one. I, I just I'm trying to think what screw, what what hurts me there. But under two and a half seems sensible. I don't hate it. Um, this will probably be a stay away from for me, but. Only because I think that I think I think the final score is Spain two nil, and I think that at that point you you're just getting a little too close for comfort for me on that underplay. I also just generally don't like underplays. Um, I think this is a game where Murata finds his legs and puts one in the back of the net, and then Spain will get another after that. Poland is bad. Lewandowski is very good, but there's no one to service him. He can't do anything, and he can't do it all himself. This Poland team is a joke, and I think that the. The, the Spanish team finds themselves in this game, and I think it's 2-0. Yeah, that's that's probably – if I had to do an exact ahead, it would be 2-0 exactly. Um, I may play that. Close to the – we should look at the numbers on that. That's close to the to the edge, as you say, you know, close to the brink of that 2.5. But 
I guess I'm not, I'm just so not worried about Poland. I, I know Lewandowski is great, but he's not really the same player for the national team, mostly because of the service issue that you talked about. But um, I'm, I'm comfortable doing under two and a half. There's no good Spain price here. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at. Uh, moving on, Italy and Wales. I have bolded and in all caps, no touch, because I just could not find an Italy play, which is what I was immediately looking for. You want a spread number, Tom, I think. But my worry, just really quick, I'll let you get to it in a second, is just if you look at Wales over the last couple of years, especially over the last year, you know, with all these condensed tournaments in the Nations League and whatnot, a lot of 1-0 games for them. I still think they're a better defensive team than people give them credit for. Maybe that doesn't matter against an Italian team that is just much, much better. Uh, that, that, that's what I'm thinking. I am personally hammering this Italy minus one for minus 122. I don't like the one and a half. I want the push protection here because I plan on, I plan on making this one of my bigger bets so far this tournament. Um, this Italy team wants to win the group. Wales does, of course, as well. But this, I, I'm telling you, this Italy team's a buzzsaw, and Wales is about to run into them. And I think that while Wales is pretty good, um, there's just too much with this Italian team to, to defend. I fully believe they're going to win this game. I think the question is just how much, which is why I like the minus one, because it gives you that if they only win by one, you didn't lose. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I just I think they're going to win by exactly one. So ultimately, I just I, I don't know if I need to bet the push there. Um, I, I am curious to see what kind of value we get game to game for Italy in the knockouts going forward. It's going to be a it question. Seems like, like it, it seems like there is a growing push of of positivity in like the media and the betting circles around this Italian team. So I don't know how that'll be reflected in the numbers. I have them playing Ukraine next round as of now it's going to be either ukraine or austria assuming that uh everything keeps going as it is uh either of those teams italy is going to be comfortably so maybe that's a game we already start thinking about like a one and a half goal spread or something like that because i don't think we're going to get money line value there um but i want to keep betting italy until i can't anymore i mean again the way my bracket is going i have them beating ukraine and then i have them beating belgium and i have a france game with france winning but that increasingly i'm like hmm I don't know. Italy could win that game. So we'll see what happens. Uh, moving right along in the game-to-game stuff. Uh, where are we? Switzerland and Turkey, two teams that have been thoroughly unimpressive. Turkey has been god-awful, especially defensively. It's not as if the Swiss are great in an attacking sense either. Um, I, I don't know how to put those puzzle pieces together, Tom. I, I have no touch again here. I'm completely fine with that. This is another one of those games that I don't really know what's going to happen. Switzerland, I think, wins it, but minus 143, I don't really want to lay that with this team. So that's just where I'm at in this game. I I, I might end up taking that Switzerland money line, um, not for a lot, but I might just end up doing that because they're not a bad team, and this Turkey team has been pretty bad. The defense isn't there, and I think the surprise is just that they haven't been able to score any goals at all. Right, and the Swiss are solid enough defensively to where I don't think that's going to change here. It's just, I don't know. I mean, before the tournament, I actually did have Turkey finishing in third, which that scenario is not, that scenario is not completely dead if Turkey wins this game with this, you know, the, the crazy third place advance rule. But, yeah, but I, I just don't see, don't see them it. winning this yeah. game. We, neither of us see that. Uh, so try to find a Swiss play if you want to, you know, find value somewhere. There's not a lot of it out there right now. Moving on, North Macedonia, one of the uh, real darlings of this tournament, not necessarily in terms of how they've played, but just their, the existence of them in these Euros at all. Uh, they'll be going up against the Netherlands over the weekend. I think this is a complete Dutch spread play with what I've seen 
from the, the Holland attack so far. You could get them at minus a goal and a half, just laying minus 105. So close to even for the Dutch to beat North Macedonia by two. Austria beat North Macedonia by two. The Dutch certainly will, right? I don't know about that. I think you have to watch Ooh. out. Um, this isn't at all about North Macedonia. This is about the fact that I'm pretty sure that Netherlands are already through. I think they've already clinched their group. Uh, Let's well, double check that. They've certainly clinched advancing because they have six points. Um, as far as winning the group, I mean, Ukraine and Austria are on three, so there's a, there's a goal difference thing where one of them could still, if somehow North Macedonia beat the Netherlands, <clears throat> Ukraine or Austria could technically win it on a, on a tie break, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not. I, I, I'm concerned with how uh, with what this Netherlands squad looks like. Um, I don't think it's going to be too big of a problem. I'm not going to play this game heavily, but I'll probably be with you on the spread. I just think that this is where we see some rotation in the games and uh, maybe not the best Netherlands lineup possible. Uh, you might get bitten on a spread play with a 2-1 win with uh, North Macedonia managing to get one. They've scored two, so it's not like they can't get goals. Um, that's my only concern. I, I will, as we talk this out, be looking at an over also. I've, I've had several uh, Dutch overs. One did not hit. One did hit. Uh, as you mentioned, the Macedonians can put one in the back of the net with Goran Pondev out there. Yeah, I might look at an overall, so there's not really a great overprice right now, but I might do something crazy. I like the one and a half more. I think they could win that pretty comfortably. Um, and, and by the way, just really quick, this team, Tom, with Virgil van Dyke, different scenario, are you high, Are you Highly. considerably higher on them? No, Frank DeBoer is still their coach. Fair enough. <laughs> correct, correct answer. Let's keep it going here. Ukraine and Austria, we just mentioned both of them. They're both on three points there in Group C. I've been pretty impressed with what the Ukrainians can do going forward. I think Yarmolenko is going to show up in this game. I think Ukraine is a more fun team than Austria at the very least. So maybe you just try an over, but I don't know if the Austrians help you on an over here. So I'm looking at Ukraine plus 260, money line. Um, wow, I'm kind of surprised by that. But this is one of those rare scenarios where the draw is, the draw is juiced to the, the draw is juiced. Minus 105. Incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, because a draw, so that, that, that just playing off of that, I mean, a draw is extraordinarily helpful. Basically, a draw basically, I don't know if it guarantees, but it pretty much advances both of these teams, uh, yeah. most likely. <clears throat> so that's a good point. That's something to look out I for. Uh, I draw. just think Ukraine is better. So, all right. We will see. Uh, moving on, Finland and Belgium. As I mentioned, Finland gave me 10 units earlier this week. Belgium You're not doing has that again. profited me as well here. Well, they probably give me more than 10 in this one. Uh, Belgium minus a goal and a half laying a little bit of juice minus 113. I have seen a lot of these one and a half goal lines, Tom, that I like this weekend going into next Monday where you're laying maybe somewhere between 105 and 120 juice that I'm perfectly happy laying. Belgium could win this by three or four goals. What am I missing? Nothing. I think you're spot on. Uh, one and a half at minus 113. I don't hate it all. Uh, if you're feeling really, if you're really feeling it, Belgium minus two is not a bad decision. Okay. It just, it seems that like being said, wait been, for the yeah. lineups. If De Bruyne doesn't play, then only go the one and a half. Well, Belgium has been priced very weirdly throughout the tournament. A lot of that is because of the De Bruyne injury situation, right? More than anything. But uh, there's been some, some value there, relatively speaking, uh, in this group stage for these Belgians. 
Moving on, one more Euro single game play, and uh, we'll have a quick futures talk, and we'll get out of here. Russia and Denmark. We mentioned Denmark earlier. Team that I had a five to one bet on to finish in last. Looks like I might have a chance to luck into that. However, you know some of the stuff I saw in that first half uh, against Belgium was impressive to me from these Danes, and I'm not overly impressed by Russia. I think Denmark could absolutely win this game. The problem is you're looking at minus 162 juice on the money line. I have definitely not seen enough from Denmark in the post Christian Eriksen tragedy situation to, to take them on a, on a spread. Anything you like here, Russia, Denmark? Nope, nothing at all. This is one of those games that I'm really staying away from. If you sense the pattern here, I like games with one really good team against one really bad team on a spread. Well, it's a group stage. And we've, hey, I've been doing most of that also, except not the spread. I've just been laying tons of juice and doing it <clears throat> over and over again. And the, and the, the small profits add up, right? So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's kind of been my group stage so far. All right. I, I'm in the no touch zone on that game as well. Just quickly on some of the futures that are still out there. We talked about Golden Boot a little bit. I am really impressed on you getting Chiro at 20 to 1 pre tournament. I'm still even thinking about 9 to 1 right now, even though that's. Uh, almost a sucker bet with the odds cut in half. Mbappe thirteen to one, Tom. <clears throat> if you know, because I have France beating Italy in that game, that 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 hypothetical matchup later in the knockouts, I believe in the semis, as I as I confirm when that would be. Yep, that would be in the semis. I have France winning it all uh, as a non-hot take for my bracket. I did not take them in any betting sense, though. There was just no future value. If I think that they're making the final, Mbappe 13 to 1 seems interesting and it seems off a little bit just because France won that first game on a Mats Hummel's own goal. And they weren't necessarily going all out other than a few interesting counters with the Paul Pogba balls over the top. I'm I'm not out on an Mbappe 13 to 1. I anything else from the golden boot market you like? Not really. I've got my plays. I like Depay. He's he's done okay. We'll see. He really would need like a whopper against North Macedonia, but the the way to go is the, I mean, the immobile play is where I'm going to live and die. I like that 13 to one in Pape. You can get him now. That's going to be gone in a heartbeat after their next game. You know that. So I'd pick that up. Yeah. I, I just think it's one of those where we've only seen one game and it's like, thankfully for, from a betting perspective, we haven't seen them against Hungary yet. So you got to get it in the pre Hungary zone. Uh, that might be cut way down after the Hungary matchup. Um, just looking at the Portugal guys really quickly. I mean, I have England beating Portugal in the round of 16, but that could totally be the reverse and Portugal could make the final. If that happens, just looking at some of the Portuguese guys, obviously CR, the value is just not there at four to one, though, you know, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He could always be in the conversation for golden boot. Diogo Jota, 11 to one. Bruno Fernandes, a hundred to one. I, you know, I know he's not quite the same goal scorer because he's not taking the penalty duties for Portugal yeah, there's, that there's he is no with Man United. Four goals in third. No value. Well, there is value. I mean, there is value. The, the, but, I, I mean, there's no value just, on like, yeah, yeah there, there's no value on Ronaldo. And I mean, I, I have play, as Matt you as the great Matt Human says, I I have plenty of tickets with great value in the trash. Right. right. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, Fair enough. Like Fernandez is not winning the Golden Boot. For my Portugal lovers out there, Tom, I thought you were about that Portugal life, but I guess I, not. I am about the Portugal life. I'm not about the Portugal golden boot life. Fair enough. And that's just because mainly because CR is there's just that's just prohibitive on those odds. Yeah. 
I uh, I think I am going to take Mbappe. I'm thinking about it in Italian, but if you tell me no one else other than Immobile is worth taking, I really thought you might be able to talk no. me to Locatelli or someone, but no. Here's the problem. No one's worth taking because the thing that concerns me is Verratti coming back to the lineup can eat some of those goals. It's mm, a good point. All right, to lift the trophy, uh, Italy's still the best value on the board, I think, right? I mean, you're not getting the same uh, numbers that – what did you get him at pre-tournament, Tom? Or did you not take him – you did take him to win it all, right? I missed them at 10 to 1. I got them at 8 to 1. All right. So they are uh, 6.5 to 1 right now. I mean, I just, the biggest thing for me about Italy is just that side of the bracket. You know, I'll say similar mm-hmm. things about Belgium. Heck, you can make a similar case. We haven't seen enough. Of, you know, France is so deep that it, making any kind of fade France argument is moronic at this point. But like anyone in that cluster of good teams in the quarters on, if, if the bracket pans out like I think it will, and that is, in fact, the left side of the bracket, it's really tough. And you're going to have some bad, some good teams going out earlier than they should. So, yeah, that's just something I'm thinking about. I don't I, I think I missed the boat on on anything Italy, to be honest with you. I, I'd agree with you there. All right. I, that's about all I have. Just really quick. I'm just going to toss out a couple of Copa America plays. We haven't done any Copa stuff on the show. Um, which what a what a a farce of a tournament so far. Two five team yeah. groups and everyone makes it out except for two teams. I mean, you're just playing. You're almost um, just playing friendlies. I mean, Brazil's going to win it all. Yeah, presumably, presumably. I mean, Colombia has the situation right now where James is going on Instagram live and trashing basically the entire federation oh, and country. Uh, it's just great. It's really good stuff all across. No the one wants to be there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, none exactly. of these teams want to play this tournament. <laughs> Yeah, the vibe is you go from like early in the day watching Euros with full stadiums or partially full stadiums, and then you go into a virus infested, no fans. You can hear, you know, the coaches whistling. Looks like we're back in the heart of the pandemic, uh, Copa America at night. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, just really quick, though, I do have a couple plays. Just, just because it's ugly doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not betting it, Tom. Uh, Venezuela, Ecuador, I'm going under two plus 118. I think that could be a nil-nil exact a situation the Venezuelans held off. Colombia nil-nil earlier today. They're playing like half of their 11 in some of these games is domestically based, but because their keeper Wilker Farinez is so hot, I think some underplays involving Venezuela and a pretty poor Ecuador team makes sense. I'm also eyeing the Colombia-Peru game coming up on Sunday just as a fade Peru, but the prices aren't great right now. You'd have to lay minus 150 Sorry, on Colombia, who, by the way, Cafeteros looked really good in a couple of World Cup qualifying games. They beat this same Peru team 3-0 just a couple weeks ago, World Cup qualifying. And they also scored two goals against Argentina, but they have looked a shell of themselves just a week later now with Copa America. And I think what you're talking about, Tom, no one wants to be there is spot on. Until we get to the, the real knockouts when you can start to sense a trophy, these group stage games are really tough. So that's just a quick Copa America corner. And that's all I got. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us here on this Eurocopa mini pod that we have going for Betting the High Line. Let us know what your plan. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at TV at work. He's at ATLT Will. Guys, best of luck with the rest of the tournament. We'll be back to break down the knockout stage once the group stage is over. So be sure to check back with us then. In the meantime, best of luck in all of your tickets. And we will talk to you when we talk to you. Have a good one, everybody. 